Welcome to the smallest game in town. Hi, I'm Ray, and I never ever bluff. Hi, I'm Valerio. Ray, you never bluff? Really? Ray, what is a bluff? Okay, well in poker, I think there are several types of bluff. There are those bluffs you make where you have a possible draw, which would, if, if you made your draw, would work out very well. So you put chips in without actually having made the hand, and the guy either, your opponent either folds or he calls and you hope you make your hand. We call that semi-bluff. Sometimes you get people just do completely goofy bluffs with absolutely nothing to try and get the other guy to fold. I mean, it's a strong misrepresentation of your hand. And the bluff that we're going to talk about today is bluffs made on the river for all sorts of reasons. But primarily, you realize that if you don't put more chips in to get your opponent to fold, you're going to lose the hand and you can just give up. So probably we are going to talk more about the all-in bluff because if it's like a big pot bluff, someone, the opponent can go all-in and you can fold and get away with it. Yeah, we sometimes see people, uh, the pot is 50, we've got to the river and they try and bluff with by betting five chips. Well, in your terms, you often say, it's a check, I'm going to call for five chips just to find out what they had. No, we're talking about here, if you want to get the other guy to fold, you have to put a substantial bet in. It may well be that you have to put all your chips in and go all in. But certainly we're talking about big size bets. And your aim is to make the other guy fold because you can only win in that way. Yes, I was thinking now also about a pot size bet. Sometimes the pot size bet it's like going all in because mm. if the opponent go lean, it's that you maybe you are left with ten few chips, and it looks ridiculous to fold. But if you don't have anything, you have to fold anyway. Yeah, I think we're talking. What we're talking about is putting the question to your opponent for pretty much all his chips, you know. And uh, in in our game, it doesn't happen very often. But we do when when we get it, it is a moment of high drama and high tension, and the other guy who is facing this huge bet is under a lot of pressure. I was thinking about the last station. It was not a big bet at the river, but it was the hand that I was I raised you 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 raised I three bet you. It was a huge three bet. You decided to call mm. me because you were thinking I didn't I didn't have too much, uh, like a ace, a king or queen. You had an ace queen, you had ace queen, and then you checked. I was in position and I made a big bet. It was huge bet. It was most all in. So <clears throat> you went all in. <clears throat> I had to decide. Of course, I didn't have anything. I said okay. I I conserved the other chips, <laughs> but it was like a left fuse. It was okay. It was like I had ten pounds chips. I went with five six chips. I was left with uh, five six pounds. I was left with four pounds, something like that. Then it was a big size, but it was a 
turn bet, this one. It was almost like a river bet. Yeah, it can happen uh, in an earlier street, obviously, than the river, if particularly if the pot has been three bet before the flop. Yeah. And I think that's that's... We often only really get these big pots developed because there's been some three betting action pre-flop, yeah, not always. But I think the the issue is when you're faced with, you know, we, we can talk about it from two angles. One is when should you go ahead and do it? Or And, and when you're on the other side of the bet and you're faced with this all-in bet, and I recall one where you looked like you had made your draw on me and you went all in and I actually had made a set of aces so I had a very strong hand but you had a stronger hand and it it was a you know it was a it would also have been a tremendous spot for you to try and bluff me <laughs> because it looked like there there was a straight on board in fact there was and I lost my stack over it but you know yeah you couldn't fold because also you committed already a lot of chips at that point you say yeah, I could still have. I mean, I hadn't. I was. I don't think I was sort of pot committed. I, I still had chips left, but I. I, I think um, I had to consider: were you were you bluffing? And you know, I decided that you you were, and that's why I called you, and I was wrong. But yeah, sometimes it can happen. I'm bluffing because I don't have anything. The only way to win a pot is to bluff. Yeah. Because we committed a lot of chips, then you say, "Okay, I, w I don't want to lose all chips and go all in." Then you have to understand if it was a bluff or not. So, what makes a, a good all-in bluff on the river like that? What do you think you should be uh, looking at? Should be not a bluff. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a perfect world, you want to have the have the uh, have the hand, but we can't always get what we we wish for. And let's supposing you were drawing to the nut flush. And you were, you were, um, your opponent was betting strongly, so you think he's probably got two pair or set, and you're drawing to the nut flush, and it's quite clear the flush card hasn't come on the river, and you know you can't, you you have nothing but four cards to a flush, and he obviously has the hand, but quite a lot of chips have gone in. Is that a good opportunity to bluff? I think to, it depends also on the play because you got a fish someone sticking that is good to call you anyway what you're doing then it's not good to bluff because mm. you're going to lose it yeah. i think we're thinking of the same person and and that is is will because there are occasions we've seen where he's made a hand it, he may not have the nuts but he's got a got a hand and he's calling bets and he is just going to stay into the river he is not folding and we saw it uh, in a hand we, he had with Mark where all he had was a pair of jacks in his hand and there were kings and queens on the board and Mark kept betting and he called him down with a pair of jacks and it turned out Mark was bluffing completely. And we were all am amazed at how did he do that. And I think it was just he got very stubborn and was not going to give in to pressure. Yeah, it was not the first time to be that no, stubborn. But that session, I made a big bet with you, against you with the jacks, and you had the aces. And he and a will said, I was so surprised because, of course, 
the aces and queen. He was he was surprised that I play in a similar way as he played because he he's stubborn with jacks. I was stubborn with my jacks as well. Mm. Uh, he noticed this, but he doesn't notice on himself. Probably it's easy to notice what other people are doing. Yeah, I think other people's cards always seem easier to play than your own. I think it's Definitely. when you're caught in the moment and you're you're deciding on the river. And sometimes I kind of think too long and I think if I'm going to bluff, I, maybe I should be a bit quicker and more decisive about it because if I had a good hand, I wouldn't take five minutes to think about what to do. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I think... I think one of the key elements is the right opponent. So, I mean, clearly if if um, somebody we know is very stubborn and sticky and they're not going to fold very easily, you have to probably be p- prepared if you want to bluff to commit everything and show them that you're fully committed to it. But you might expect them to call anyway. And But if people are ready to... I mean, I think Mark... You can bluff Mark. He he, yeah. he 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 sees monsters under the bed. If there's if there's three cards to a flush, he'll think the flush is, and you bet big, he'll think the flush is there. If there's an overcard to his pair, he'll think you've hit that. And so I think and I don't even think you have to push him too hard. I think you just have to get to a stage of a decent sized bet in our game, maybe twenty to thirty big blinds. And that might be out outside of his comfort zone and calling. Of course, if he's made a big hand, he's going to call you. But um, so I think picking your opponent is is key. But then also, I think how the borders run out can be can be a deciding factor. What do you mean? Well, I think if if for example, it looks like there's a possible straight on the board something plausible that might fit your hand you, you know you might have say just called in the big blind a, a, a raise so your your range is quite wide and the board has come out low and you might have a let's say I'm up against you and you've got a big pocket pair but if the board runs out low and I might have nothing but that would be a candidate for bluffing I think yes but I think the the other thing is then also you have to be prepared to commit and, and, and the, the right bet size, finding that right, you, you know, if you don't have to go all in then to get the job done, you don't want to bet, you don't want to, don't want to bet any more than you need to to get the job done. Yeah, you want to risk the less, least amount of money or chips yeah. to do this. So it, it's going to depend on the opponent, uh, like... Like uh, Carl is very easy to bluff because he has got something, he's going to call you, but he has got something that is very predictable. Will is sticky, mm. then you don't want to bluff him. It just uh, also because you make chips, not to bl- not bluffing him, it just you wait for your hands, you should wait for your hands. I mean, it's I, easy to say because <laughs> <laughs> I I made the mistakes or going only with yeah. with uh, with Will and losing all my stock. You tried to bluff him 
uh, when a king appeared on the board yeah. and he had a yeah. pair of queens. Yeah, the pair of queens. Uh, he was not going to anywhere. <laughs> no, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was, a situ- you know, the situation looked quite good. There was an overcard there, and uh, but he still wasn't going to fold. Wrong opponent. Whereas I think I'm probably going to fold. I think Carl is going to fold. Yeah, Carl is going to uh, fold. I think most of the other players are going to yeah, fold. Or pick- exit will. Yeah. yeah. So I think probably knowing your opponent is is key. Uh, and clearly, if you're playing against Carl and he's putting very sizable bets in, the chances of making him fold to a bluff are also small. But, I mean, if he's only calling you, not raising you, you know he might not have that much. And there's a mm. chance then you can push a, push a big bet out and get him to fold. What about on the other way around then? Let's flip it on its head. So you're facing a big bet from what our, 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 our opponents. How do you decide whether to call them? Also, this is tough. I think it depends on of the player who's playing. Mm. Like, I know that you're able to make a bluff if you think it's opportune to do it, if you think I don't have anything. I think Mark... He's not able to bluff it just playing he's playing small bets then he's never going to put the right amount of money or chips that you're going to I think afford. if he puts a lot of chips in and he's got close yeah. to the nuts because yeah. um I I, I I I might be wrong but I think he he doesn't want to get caught bluffing and therefore I think it's a value bet more than anything else I don't think will makes big bluffs on the river and I don't think Carl does. I mean, yeah. the only person I think in our game, I I, I would regard as you, uh, and probably me. Yeah. I might be wrong. I, I think what I the way I look at it is I ask myself, what is the, the strongest hand that I can beat when somebody puts a big bet against against me? What is the strongest hand that I can beat? And in that hand where you had actually made a straight and you bet out, I had a set of aces. I'm thinking, well, I can beat a set of kings. <laughs> Is it plausible that you... And I, I sort of rewind the history of the hand and say to myself, Is it plausible that he could have a pair of kings and therefore I should be calling? And if I can rule out those lesser hands, the hands that I beat, then I have to ask myself, you know, is it a pure bluff? Is it just that he has not made anything and he's trying... And, and then I have to take an assessment. But I always look at what the value hands you might have because, you know, most people, when they put big bets in, in our game, have got a strong value hand and they're betting it because they want to get called. <laughs> you know, they want to get called and, and take your money. So I think um, that's the start point. I think there are, you could play in different games where people are way more bluffy and... And, and, you know, you've got a variety of very loose players who are just bluffing all over the place. But in our game, it's a relatively conservative game. And I think uh, understanding that most of the time people are honest and are, are not bluffing if they put big, a lot of chips in. That's why bluffs work pretty well, I think, in our game. Yes, yes. I'm thinking also, if I bluff, you know, is, you are going to fall because you don't have anything. And or you got if it's a big bet probably you got to have a small pair mm. and then 
uh, sometimes also with a big pair with back kick, you are going to fold. Yeah. It's not reason to. But knowing this, you can bluff more, but it's risky because you can have a big hand because you play in the same way also. Mm. They said you, you can disguise a big huge hand and then you can try to bluff. I can try to bluff you out, but maybe it's risky because you can have a monster. Mm-hmm. Then uh, it's always dangerous to, to, to do it too much. You notice because if somebody is continually betting at the river with a big bet, okay, can always have sets, uh, all mm. this stuff. Then I'm going to call with a big pair. I'm going to call because I'm going to beat his hands. Mm. I think one of the things about bluffing is that it, uh, it means that you often get your value bets paid off. So that I know there are players who think that I, I bluff probably more than I actually do. But when I make a big hand, like I had a big hand against Will where I flopped a set of aces and the board was ace 10, six, and he had ace 10. So he's got top two pair and I've got a set of aces. And I won his entire stack because he didn't believe that I could have a hand that beat him. Yeah. And therefore I, he thought I must be, um, he must, I must be bluffing. And I got paid off because earlier on, he had caught me bluffing. So I think almost you have to have bluffs in your arsenal of weapons in order to get paid off. If you take someone like Carl, who I think never really bluffs at all big, I've never seen him put a big bluff in on the river, he doesn't get paid off because when he bets big on the river, everyone knows that everyone folds. I think here to these guys, like you cannot always, when you've got bad hands, you bluff because, okay, no. he's bluffing because he's big bet. When betting big, it has nothing as he would value bet. Then you need really to bet big also with the use, with the nuts. Yeah. And you disguise nuts with the, with the bad hands. And that's why it's good also to fold hands at the beginning when you start the hands to mm. fold bad hands without potential because you also had to disguise and you have to show that you can fold as well in a way that when you arrive at the river you you, you if you eat your draw because you got something mm. then you can be big if you don't eat it you can bluff if you got a pair you just check and just you don't you don't need to be so aggressive it just you just show the cards yeah. and then you just disguise nothing with the nuts yeah i think if there is that case i think where if i see a lot of people just check the river because they're frightened of betting their good hands because they think the other guy is going to come over the top and do an all-in bluff and they're going, they, they don't want to be in that situation. So they don't get the value out of their, their good hands. They're frightened about betting. And so I think that's another aspect where you know that if you know somebody is capable of putting in big raises on the river, it slows people down from betting their good hands on the river. Yeah. Uh, so let's think about in the time we have left just a bit. How, how, does, how does it make you feel when you're, you're bluffing big like that? If I succeed, mm. it feel good. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, it's good. Of course, if somebody call you, you don't have anything. 
it's bad because also you have to show you, you have the first to show your hands. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you had the girls. Then yeah. you show your hands. You show nothing. Yeah, I was laughing. <laughs> well, I think if I get caught bluffing, I have to make a joke of it and yeah. laugh it off. Uh, yeah. I have to show to people it doesn't affect me. Yeah, I go look uh, and I hope that it's advertising for the future that they think. Well, look, he he doesn't have it. You know, but said to you to smile. You cannot just stand there. It's a, It's just screaming. Ah! You, you have to be yeah. kind, accepted. What about when you're waiting for the other guy to decide what to do? You know, I always think when I put a big bluff in, if he's thinking, I've got a chance of getting it through. If he Obviously, if he snap calls, then I'm dead, you know. But when you see them think, I kind of keep as still as possible and I find a spot on the table and I just look at the spot on the table and I don't try not to do anything. I mean, Me too. I, I mean, what else can you do? What? You said last week you knew I was bluffing a hand against Carl after, afterwards. Yeah, but... I, I, what did I do that made I, it so I, obvious? I, I, really, I, I didn't... I didn't... There was something. Maybe you were too fast or too... I don't know. There was something... Mm. Uh, different. I don't know really. It was a, a feeling, but maybe it was just a feeling. And maybe with the same, you could have no bluff. Then there was no a real sign. There was no, there was not a tell. I don't think there was mm. a tell. No. It's just I was thinking, but probably it could have been also wrong as well. Then, yeah. Do when I bluff, I I do some. I give away some tells. You have to you have um, to tell me. No, I don't. I, I haven't picked anything up. Not that I'm going to tell you anyway. I think that's all. 